It's Talk Medicine with Rob Bennett and Dr. Singh on WBRN. Talk Medicine is brought to you by Metron of Big Rapids. Caring for people, one person at a time. We're back with segment two of Talk Medicine with Dr. Roshmi Juneja from Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids, michiganprimarycarepartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month. So we really want to make people aware of it, and it is something that uh, people shouldn't be afraid to go and get a colonoscopy. Uh, colonoscopy is a painless procedure. I want everybody to know that. Uh, there is some preparation required a day or two before the test, which is a little bit difficult, but it is not painful. The procedure is not painful, and uh, you wake up, and after the procedure, you can eat, drink, uh, do anything you want. You're just not allowed to drive that day, secondary to security concerns from the sedation that has been provided. And uh, it is such a terrible thing to have uh, colon cancer in later stages like three and four uh, that it's a pity if we don't try to prevent that from happening. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you do have colon cancer, early stage colon cancer detected early with the help of a screening colonoscopy or colonoscopy because of a problem that you are having, uh, it is a well worth endeavor to undergo the procedure. It is so easy to treat colon cancer in its early stages uh, that we really need to focus on doing it for our patients. Uh, colonoscopy doesn't sound good. Uh, people are shy talking about it, uh, but it does save lives and mm -hmm. it remains the gold standard for preventing colon cancer. There are some new tests, some genetic testing. There's a stool for hemocults and other stool tests that have come in the market in this last year. There is also the capsule endoscopy, uh, which is a little camera that you swallow. The camera goes through your GI tract and recreates the images uh, with the help of uh, 3D. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, it shoots a picture every so many seconds. I believe it's every 20 to 30 seconds, and then it can recreate your GI tract. Uh, there is a little bit higher miss rate with that uh, because uh, the camera can only capture so much. It is not able to get a 360-degree view. Uh, but that is a good device, too, for patients who are, for whatever reason, absolutely unable to have a colonoscopy. That is an option. Yeah. Uh, also, sometimes you can detect it with the help of a CAT scan or uh, there are some studies going on about doing a virtual MRI and trying to recreate the inside of your bowel wall. Um, the problem remains that if we do see a lesion, what are we going to do with it? So if we see a polyp that has to be removed, a patient still needs to undergo the colonoscopy mm -hmm. or an open procedure, which is 100 times worse than just a plain old colonoscopy. He actually just read my mind. I was going to ask that because I had heard of people who had had blockages and I didn't know if it was a polyp or whatever that was a blockage. Mm -hmm. And if that, if you found that when you were doing a colonoscopy, that not necessarily it was cancerous, but do you remove that? If we see any polyp, we remove it. Yeah. yeah. And most of the blockage is because of something that is there. 
if the blockage is because the patient had a diverticuli that ruptured led to diverticulitis and adhesions and that's why the blockage is there then that cannot be removed with the help of a colonoscopy for that they would need more surgery mm-hmm. but for a large polyp or little polyp colonoscopy is a, is a very safe procedure for the patient to undergo for removal of that lesion now after you've done the the two days and you go in and you're and you're ready for the colonoscopy mm-hmm. how long does the actual procedure take the procedure takes from 25 to 35 minutes uh, so we bring the patient in uh, we um, Uh, do an EKG, make sure they are stable, then administer some conscious sedation, which is usually a medication given IV. And once they are sedated, we proceed with the colonoscopy. If there are no polyps, no growths, if the patient's colon looks uh, uh, pretty simple and straightforward, then um, we are usually out of there in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. If the patients have polyps, it depends on what kind of polyp they have. If they have a very small polyp, then we use a cold biopsy forceps to just remove that. If it's a bigger polyp, then we want to burn it, then we might use a hot biopsy forceps. If it is a a big polyp, then we want to sort of uh, remove the whole thing where we put a snare, which is almost like a a lasso, and uh, we, we put the snare and kind of weave it over the polyp and close it off and burn the end of the polyp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is called a snare polypectomy, and we do it for larger polyps. So that might take a little longer. <clears throat> so if it's, if there's no problem in the colon, then it's a pretty fast procedure. But if there's a problem, it depends on the size of the problem. Mm-hmm. So the bigger the polyp, the more we have to do to remove it, the more time it takes. And there's sometimes you can go in and there could be Several polyps, so you can have that. There are several. If there are several polyps, we try to remove all of them. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, some people have their own personal polyp garden. and (laughs) 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 It can be a little nightmare for us. That seems uh, like you'd have to attack it with a nail file or something. I mean, I just... No, we don't have that. No. (laughs) Well, that's what I was wondering is, now, you said that there's no... Uh, nothing really telling you that you would have colon, you know, a, a colon problem. You can't feel that until you get to stage four, maybe. Stage three or four. Stage three or four. Mm-hmm. But after you have the procedure, now you said if, if, if they had to have polyps cut or something, is that something that they feel? No. No. No? <laughs> <They> don't. <laughs> so when you're in medical school, they teach you. You can take your bowel, take it out, roast it and eat it and not know it. Ew. So yeah, but yeah, you do remember that, you know. So the only receptors we have in our bowel is stretch, and that is the only thing you feel. So if you have air, or if you have blockage, or if you have stool material, you feel that. But when we cut it, or we remove it, or you know, you don't feel anything. Wow. Fortunately. Yeah. <laughs> now, are are there incentives to having uh, this procedure done in a surgery center? I think the incentive is uh, timeliness and um, uh, of course there is a cost saving and uh, surgery centers are a little bit more efficient. Uh, uh, the bigger the bigger a hospital, the bigger any, any kind of uh, location, it's just longer for the patient to go to registration than go do this, go do that. So it is a time and cost saving. Mm-hmm. There are some insurance companies that do give incentives to patients uh, for using the surgery center. 
and um, there is going to be a push moving forward of uh, doing more procedures in ambulatory centers because uh, the data reveals that uh, it is safer and better for the patient. And this trend will not only be for colonoscopies, it will also be for other minor procedures and surgeries and things like sleep studies, which are currently being done in many hospitals. The trend in the future will be to move them all outpatient ambulatory centers. And that was another question. If you, know, they, you want to get them in for colon cancer, how far out are you for booking people in? I mean, how long would it take them to get an appointment in, in places? Is it pretty easy to get in and get done? I believe it's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, Dr. Alan Coates and myself, and both of us do procedures. We had Dr. Pap as well. However, he is retired now. Uh, so we are trying to recruit another provider to come and do colonoscopies for us uh, as well. But usually there is not a wait beyond two to four weeks. Mm -hmm. And you never, and do, doing these, this is like uh, off the record, but you never find prizes or anything, do you? Or anything? No. Okay, just checking. I, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Nope, haven't found any gold or <laughs> platinum or whatever. No, sorry. Uh, yeah. But it's all um, now. You're doing this. Is is it all on a screen up there for you when you're in the when you're in doing the procedure? Yes. So we have um, in our in one hand you have the colonoscope, which has uh, controls that go up and down or right and left, so that we can have a 360 degree view. So think of it. You're in a tunnel and you want to look at everything. So there's a camera at the end of the colonoscope which picks up the images and displays it on the TV screen uh, because we really cannot uh, look through the lens inside. We look at the screen which projects the images. Mm -hmm. uh, but we use our hands to control the movement of the colonoscope, uh, right, left, up or down. There also, there's also a control for water, air, as well as a biopsy channel uh, and uh, to cauterize or to use the forceps. And that's interesting, too, because you keep saying left, right, up, down. Mm -hmm. and, and, and now, for the layman, how long or how big is a colon? I mean, I mean, well, yeah, because some people don't know that. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Colon is pretty big, and we don't really go in the small bowel, which is even bigger. So your small small bowel can be uh, up to 25 feet. Wow. We, so there is no way the colonoscope can go in that. Uh, but we start from the rectum, we go up to the sigmoid colon, then there is the descending colon, then we come under the spleen where we make a turn at the splenic flexure, and then we come to transverse colon, which is pretty much the straight part of the colon. We make another turn uh, into the ascending colon, and then we go in the cecum, where you have your little appendix and the beginning of the small bowel. And that is the extent of where we go. Man. So it can be 90 centimeters, 100 centimeters, 110 centimeters. So that, that's the length of the colonoscope. Sometimes we run out of scope, but very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that the, so it varies from person to person? Yes. It can vary? Yes. And these are not fixed structures, like your bones or muscles or tendons are fixed to certain parts. Mm -hmm. They are not as fixed because they are all soft tissue. 
so there is some difference in size and structure of everybody's bowel is different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you're going down there, I mean, some people have had their appendix removed, so then you don't know where to stop, do you? No, we, we know. <laughs> the appendix is like a stop sign or something? Well, we, we stop in the cecum, so which is like oh, okay. a little bag. So it looks different than the rest of the colon. Okay. So we know we are in the cecum. Yeah. And, and sometimes you will not see the appendix, but sometimes you will. So when you're going through, and, and I, I don't want to get real technical, uh, mm -hmm. you know, but when you're going, when you're going to check it out mm -hmm. uh, and you, you're checking out the colon and you come in, say you find a polyp real soon, mm -hmm. do you check the whole colon and then come back and get that polyp or do you get them as you go along? Normally we go to the cecum, we go to our end, and then as we head back, then we take another 360 degree view and remove the polyps as we come out. Mm -hmm. Because if there is a large polyp that you remove, uh, then there's a little weakness in the bowel wall and you don't want to push the scope then. So mm -hmm. it is much better to do it on your way out. Okay. And that gives us time to look at the bowel walls in a 360-degree view. I'm not planning on doing one of these. I mean, you know, oh. I mean, I'm not, I'm not planning. <laughs> Let's on... talk. No. <laughs> well, no, I mean, not having one done. I, I, I need to have one done, but I'm not, I'm not planning on actually performing one of these. <laughs> You'll need some training. Yeah, so that's what I it. mean. This isn't, this isn't training for that. This is to get everybody involved because. March is Colon Cancer Awareness Month, and I guess we just want to say those words a lot, too, to get people comfortable with that. And it is a preventable cancer. So it is a 100% preventable cancer if we get our patients to do colonoscopies in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. And if they have the uh, procedure and get some um, uh, polyps cut off mm -hmm. and everything is going, does their diet drastically change because of that? No, there's no change in diet. The no. only thing we request is no driving on the day of the colonoscopy. Otherwise, we don't make any lifestyle changes. It's up mm -hmm. to the patient. Except they can have a Big Mac. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they get That's a the one time. Pack. Yes. I won't object. <laughs> you should you should tie in. See, now that could be one of the incentives right yep. there. You should get some cards and yeah. have them have, hand like them off coupons. a Big Mac. Oh, I don't know if I can do that with a clear conscience. <laughs> hey, you don't have colon cancer, but maybe you'll have a blogged artery. <laughs> Can't do that. All right, but, but I look the other way. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, with it being Colon Cancer Awareness Month, um, <clears throat> and we now we talked about the causes of colon cancer the last segment. Mm -hmm. What uh, again, uh, if you want to rehit some of those causes of colon cancer, what can cause that? Age, which we can't prevent because we all age mm -hmm. every day. Uh, smoking. So if you are smoking as of now, it is really time to quit. So stop smoking, eat more fiber, which means eat more fruits and vegetables. Aspirin a day has been shown in some studies to prevent colon cancer. There's also a condition called familial hereditary polyposis. In those patients, uh, aspirin and even Celebrex in some studies have shown to prevent colon cancer. But that is a rare condition. It is not very common. Mm -hmm. uh, so eat more fruits and vegetables. And if you are smoking, please consider quitting smoking. That's the amazing thing because smoking, it, I mean, it causes so many things. I mean, it can cause help with mm -hmm. causing heart disease and cancer, mm -hmm. lung cancer. 
which you just wouldn't think of it with colon cancer, but it's just everything. It is. And each cigarette has 200 carcinogens. It causes changes in your cells and leads to cancer. This is Talk Medicine with Dr. Rushmi Juneja from Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids at michiganprimarycarepartners.com. I'm Rob Bennett, and this is News Radio WBRN, sponsored by Metron of Big Rapids, caring for people one person at a time. Medicine with Rob Bennett and Dr. Singh on WBRN.